It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joe Medor. Up until 6.50 today on this 10th day of August. 6.06 on the clock and currently 89 degrees and sunny outside in southeast Ohio. There was some rains a little bit earlier today. It's been a hot, hot week. And, of course, uh, no sports fan yesterday. I was over at the Athens County Fair. Uh, Joe was doing his thing here at the station and the Reds played the Cleveland Indians yesterday, but now the Reds have a, a fresh new look. They got another chance against a new team as the Ohio Cup went to Cleveland yesterday. Uh, they, uh, kind of a brutal loss for the, the Cincinnati Reds. We'll get that get into it later on in the show. But first, Joey, how you doing? Um, pretty good. It was, it was kind of weird. Uh, yesterday was the first day in a long time where a baseball game kind of overlapped the sports fan. Uh, usually... With the game starting at like seven, you know, we obviously get our get at least a half hour, forty five minutes in, or whatever. I mean, for for a pretty good stretch now for a couple months there, but uh, rescheduled game. They started at six. Obviously, we couldn't have a show. Um, it was kind of weird. I remember getting here around four, and like nobody was around, and I was thinking. Uh, so I checked my phone. I'm like, oh, the Reds play at six today. It's weird. So uh, no show yesterday. Obviously, back today. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, you know. Reds riding high had a really good week last week. Bounced back from the from the uh, the loss on Tuesday to Minnesota to win the next five in a row, including a four game sweep over the Pittsburgh Pirates. But yesterday's game was a little brutal. Uh, one of their worst losses probably since the All Star break. Um, but they were hot. They were playing really well. You know they got within five games of the division. Obviously losing yesterday, they're now six back. Still three and a half back of the wild card. They're right there in it. Uh, they were averaging seven runs a game over that five-game win streak that they were playing for the Bats are obviously doing pretty well, but um, just didn't really go their way yesterday. Uh, Castillo had a tough start. Um, you know, he had, he had put together a long, long stretch of, of pretty stellar starts. I mean, he had an 11-game stretch where his ERA was under two after his, uh, after his rough start. But yesterday he got hit around a little bit by, uh, by uh, you know, no slouch from an Indians team. Uh, they've been hovering around 500 most of the season. So uh, probably not making the postseason, but uh, not not a, not a terrible baseball team either with some good bats like Jose Ramirez and and Reyes and things. But you know, to answer your first question, I'm I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right, and that's always good. And yeah, it, it it's been weird because the Reds, you know, haven't really overlapped with the sports fan on, in a, in a while. Uh, but it was good to get a little bit of a day off. It was good to be over at the Athens County Fair because you know that's going on uh, all the way up until. Uh, Power 105 and our sister station, Power 105, will be there up until Saturday. Um, and I think uh, DJ Joe is out there, and, and Joe's doing a good job. Uh, but it was good to just be out in the public and see people again, see people at the fair. Last year it didn't happen. Uh, and, and there was a lot of, you know, Trimble football guys out there. You know, I saw a lot of Gloucester County. I saw a lot of, um, you know, friendly faces. Saw uh, Connor Wright's dad, right? So there's there's been a... Uh, I know that Trimble's getting ready for the football season. There'll be a scrimmage between Athens and Trimble, 7 o'clock at Joe Burrow Stadium coming up on Friday. So that should be fun. I just can't believe how close, you know, you know everything's kind of starting up now. 
right? It's not going to be too long before we hear Ohio football on the air, Ohio State football on the air, Athens. Of course, you'll have Athens all season long. And, uh, you know, Trimble and Nelsonville, York happening uh, on the 21st. So a lot of a lot of things are kicking up into gear. And I, I just can't believe how quick that this summer has gone and how quick that this football season is coming up right around the corner. Yeah, 10 days, uh, literally single-digit days from it tomorrow when um, Athens takes on the Philo Electrics out of the MVL to open up the season. Yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, it's kind of just flown right up. Uh, you know, obviously I took my vacation a couple weeks ago, and I kind of knew the days were going to fly by when I got back from, from that. But, uh, yeah, it, it is exciting to think that, you know, in just 10 days, over you know a week and a half, that you know I'll be over at Joe Burrow Stadium, and then uh, I think we're both doing the Trimble NY game on uh, on that Saturday. So you know, just get out, see some good football, you know, right out of the gate. Um, I think there's going to be some pretty decent teams in in Athens County this year. Trimble, obviously, a lot returning uh, from last year's team that was you know pretty junior heavy, and you know a lot of a lot of freshmen and sophomores making key contributions too. Uh, you know, you got Tabor Lackey coming back. You have, uh, you know, Downs, Downs coming back. Yep. You have Blake Guffey coming back, and you know, there's there's so many key guys. They're just the kind of the ones that, well, they stand out to me because they played basketball. <laughs> well, not, right. not Lackey, but some of the other ones. Um, and then yeah, Lackey was a wrestler. I, I I could talk about him wrestling, but I know that yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. have a long enough show for that. Obviously, we uh, you know got to watch the basketball team make make the run, win that district title, um, but. You know, those guys live and breathe football. That's what that's what the Trimble Tomcats are all about. That's what that community is all about. It's about that football team. And, you know, let's not forget in in kind of their quote-unquote down year, if you wanted to say, where, you know, people were were all like, you know, maybe the Hawking, maybe uh, – and I was one of them. I predicted somebody else to win the Hawking. Uh, you know, Waterford had a solid team. Eastern obviously had one of their best teams in a long time. They got, you know, a playoff win. Uh, I believe it was the first time ever they won a playoff game for Eastern last year. I think it was the first time ever Makes County, perhaps, got to win a playoff game. Um, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, regardless of that, you know, they, they, it was supposed to be the year that Trimble, you know, maybe they weren't going to be the best team because we didn't know who was playing quarterback. Uh, we didn't know what the offensive line situation was going to be. We're hearing the offensive line was a bunch of freshmen, and maybe that's going to be a problem. But no, no, they, they <laughs> went undefeated in regular season, made a deep run until uh, they ran into Newark Catholic, and unfortunately um, went on to lose. But I'm, but I'm sure they they're going to remember that this group pretty much the entire team is back from that run last year of you know running through the TVC Hawking and you know making a deep run into the playoffs and I think you know they're going to expect to do a little bit more this year they're going to try to win their region and get to the state final four once again and uh, perhaps even a state championship but they did a couple of years ago but it's going to be exciting then you have Nelsonville York right Drew Carter coming back you were at that game that they lost last year. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, I'm, I am still, it, this is almost a year now, right? I mean, it's a little bit less than a year, and I understand that. But I am still upset about what, how that season ended last year because that, that was just unbelievable, right? And I think a lot of, you know, Nelsonville York fans uh, are still upset about how that season ended because you know, it, it should not have ended that way. They made an amazing comeback. They, they played an amazing game, and uh, they, they just didn't see the win at the end. And uh, I, I am still hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure a lot of others play. are. Imagine the guys on yeah. the field that, are, that, are, that were a part of that team that are going to come back this year. So that's, that's going to fuel their fire. And, you know, Coach Richards, he's going to have that, you know, that, that spread offense 
out and ready to go. And so I think they're going to be an exciting story. It's always an exciting matchup. Week one, Trimble, Nelsonville, York, Athens, a lot of turnover. Joey Moore, obviously out of quarterback. They had a lot of seniors, you know, guys like uh, Braden Whiting who stepped up and played big at receiver last year. And, you know, in the backfield, they had uh, uh, Pey- Peyton Gale, right? He was, he was playing running back for them. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of guys also turn over. You got Landon Wheatley, I believe, who's going to be stepping up as a starting quarterback this year. It's just a sophomore. He did get to play in that playoff game last year. Obviously, we got to see him on the baseball field. He was playing varsity as a freshman. So, obviously, kid's a great athlete. Um, so, I'll be interested to see what Coach Nathan White and company are able to do with that. Uh, a lot of interesting stories, you know, coming out of, coming out of Athens County. Yeah, and from a broadcast standpoint, right, our pregames last year usually were about 10 minutes. This year we're going to do it up a little bit bigger. Uh, we're going to have some more interviews. We're going to be talking with coaches. We're going to be talking with players. Uh, we'll all have that for the uh, the pregame show, which will now start 30 minutes before first kick. Right, So the kickoff will happen at 7 o'clock and uh, our pregame show, and we will uh, have that starting at 6.30. Uh, so we should have some more information to share, some more stories to tell. And, uh, again, it, it, we're looking forward to this high school football season. We know that last year uh, was special in its own right, but it was not a normal year, right? The, the crowds were significantly reduced. Uh, and, obviously, for you know the big postseason pushes that Trimble, Nelsonville, York, and even the postseason run, uh, the, the postseason game that Athens had, you know, everything, you'd want to go out and see those games. Uh, so we're going to try to make it as special as a football season from our standpoint yeah. As we can, and uh, you know that that starts with increasing the preseason, uh, not preseason, but it, it doesn't start. Uh, it starts with you know, our pregame. We'll talk to the coaches. We'll talk to the players. We'll get them up yeah. on the air. But you know, speaking of pre pre uh, preseason, as you mentioned, uh, Athens and Trimble have a uh, scrimmage on Friday, I believe. Yeah. This year coming up, and yeah. I, I know they usually uh, get together at least since I've been around. They've they've uh, they've been a pretty common scrimmage with each other. I know Athens, I believe, also had a scrimmage with uh, West Muskingum yesterday. I think I believe I saw that on Twitter. Obviously, I, I mean, I didn't hear any reports that uh, that came out of it. Um, but I have seen West Muskingum play a football game before, and it was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> when did you see them? How many, how I many years think ago? It, w- it would have been a couple years Two? ago. Yeah, for my freshman year. I think they played Sheridan, another MVL team. And it was when Ethan Heller was there, who was a great player, Gridiron Glory Player of the Year, plays basketball at uh, at Concord now. God, did he light that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was tough to watch. That was a tough game for uh for West Muskingum, West M, I believe, as they were called. But yeah, I think they've they've been struggling for quite some time now, uh, up in the MVL. But anyway, you know, Athens Trimble, you don't usually get to see that game football wise in the regular season for for one reason or another. I mean, obviously, not much benefit for for a, for a Division Three Athens to to play a Division Seven school, you know, in terms of uh, getting points and stuff for the postseason. Now with the expansion, it'd be a little bit different. Obviously, you get you get a little more leeway and the kinds of losses you have. But uh, you know, it's kind of the same principle when you're like a really good mid-major team in in college. You know, the big boys don't want to play you because they don't want to get that upset. Um, and so, you know, we just, for one reason or another, don't usually get to see Athens and Trimble play each other in the regular season of football. But I do feel like they have gotten together for scrimmages pretty often since uh, since I've been around. Yeah, it seems like that. And I don't know if you saw, uh, you can see it on our Facebook group, uh, WXTQ Sports, but the um, Gridiron Glory, WAB's Gridiron Glory, took a couple of pictures of the new uniforms for Trimble football this year. And they are looking, they're looking nice. You know, they, they got the... Uh, 
the whites, the grays. Um, I saw they got one picture, and they got Tabor Lackey, and he's got a full head of hair. You know, it's not as it's not like the um, uh, what, what, what's it called? The it's not a mohawk. It, it's mullet? the uh, mullet. That that's that's the word that I'm looking for. The the mullet that's grown in the back. It's not uh, like the couple of mullets that we've seen. But he's he's got a good head of hair, and he's got some facial hair too. Uh, I'm just saying, I, you know, I'm just describing the photo. I I, I think Tabor's going to have a great year. You know, I, I think Tabor's going to really excel quarterback this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Trimble and, and what all the area schools can do. Uh, but there's some nice uniforms. And, again, Gridiron Glory uh, took those photos, and that's uh, also up uh, on their Facebook page, and I believe we shared it in the WXCQ Sports page as well. We've got a call on the line. Caller, you are live on the Sports Fan. Hey, you guys, it's me. Hey, what's going on, Trevor? Hello. How are you doing? Good. So I heard, yeah, you guys did talk about the how Athens had a scrimmage yesterday. Again, I was not there, but I heard... That that the quarterback went well, but there were some things that Athens needs to prove on, and it's going to be basically a tough year to describe because of the turnovers plus turnovers and players. Like you lose Joey Moore, who was the top quarterback in the area, right? And then you have, but then his replacement has started a playoff game, so he has experience. But you lose most of your wide receivers. So it's, but the schedule, I like the fire little game opening up. It's a winnable game for Athens, which, based on, I'm going to say this. Since Athens is in the TBC, Athens has a better chance of winning games than if they were this year, if they were still in the SEOAL. Because Athens would get mostly. This year's team in the SAOAL will get probably blown out many more times than they might this year if they are blowouts. Yeah, and, you know, you, you mentioned the Philo game. Obviously, they're, they're a bit of a smaller school. Um, and, you know, it, I think it is good for them, as you mentioned, a winnable game. And, you know, with a, when you have a young team with a lot of turnover, you know, I think it'd be huge to come out and, and right away with a young sophomore quarterback like uh, like Wheatley to come out and win your first game, start out 1-0, and and start to build the he's confidence. A he's a junior yeah. this year. Yep, sophomore last year. Made that start in the uh, postseason as a sophomore. And uh, You know what? It was, I, I read the uh, the headline of the of the Woob thing, and it was talking about how he played as a sophomore. So Yeah. Well, they, they put it out on Twitter as if, you know, he was a sophomore this year. That's now, what I, okay. Yeah. Thank so you. So you're not I'm, you're I'm not, not crazy. They right. they did say that. I I was thinking to myself, I mean, they put it right in the article, but then on on Twitter at least it made it seem like he was a sophomore this year. Uh but he he's got two more years. Uh this year as a junior and next year as a as a senior. But yeah, anyway, as uh as you I know, mean, unless he leaves early like that Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> well, there's there's also that possibility too, but um I, I foresee him being here for two more years. <laughs> same, same, same. But yeah, anyway, this should be good. It'll be a good matchup. I can't believe. I mean, Trevor, can you believe football season is this close already? I mean, it feels like you know the summer has just flown by. No, because it just came on, up on us. Basically, I'm still freaking out that Athens has that scrimmage, like you said, on Friday at seven o'clock with this tumble. And if people are going to that game, they need to bring a mask just to get into the gate. Because based on Athens school district rules, when 
that stadium has 50% capacity, everyone will be required to wear a mask then that point on for the remainder of the game. So if you're going to that game, you have to bring a mask. And that's for all Athens events. Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that's a good measuring stick because obviously Trimble is uh, expected to be kind of the cream of the crop in the area and make a deep run down in Division 7 this year. So, you know, you get to see how you match up against a team like that that uh, – Obviously, bringing back, uh, it, it's kind of the opposite situation of Athens. Athens, a lot of turnover, a lot of continuity with Trimble's roster this year. So uh, it'll be a good measuring stick, you know, uh, before a week before your first game uh, next Friday. I mean, think it was last year, the year before, that the Athens-Trimble scrimmage was, like, completely blown out. Trimble just dominated it. And that's when Athens had their first down year. I think it was the first day of Coach White. Like, they, that game, that scrimmage was close, and then last the scrimmage was a close scrimmage. And, yeah, I mean, a scrimmage is a scrimmage, right? So if you get blown out, does it matter at the end of the day? Because, you know, you're just trying to get better in that scrimmage. And, uh, you know, it's always good to see the two area teams play against each other. And uh, they like to see if you played in a, uh, a meaningful game. Um like the kind of rivalry that, that Nelsonville, York, and, and Trimble has. Uh, but, listen, guys in the, in the same area just helping each other get, get better, and we'll, uh, we'll see where the seasons go. There were, when Joe Berry was here, they skimmished. That was when Trimble was coming off a state championship. Athens made a district a regional final, and it was going to be the start of the 2014 season. Was that's, it, at the, everyone came out to that game because it was, two highly anticipated teams that year, not knowing that both teams would make the regional finals. Athens went on to state runner-up, but when you have when you have those two, so it, they have scrimmaged since then, but as both teams have changed over time, it became one-sided a bit. Right, right. And it happens. You know, time goes on and, and uh, you know, People change, yeah. The uh, the talent changes, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens, and it should be a a good scrimmage coming up on Friday, and hopefully good seasons for both of them. I'm excited to see, and I know Joey will see you know, full hand, uh, but see what Landon Wheatley can do a quarterback because we know he's an athlete, we know he's a talented kid, and we'll see what he can do at the helm uh, for his first full season of the Athens Bulldogs. But, Trevor, appreciate you calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Yep. Again, I always appreciate the phone call. And yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what, what Athens can do and, and uh, you know, really where these two teams are come Friday. And You're going to get out there on Friday yourself? I'm going to try. I don't know if I'm going to be at the Athens County Fair or if I'm going to be able to go to, uh, to the scrimmage. I'm hoping to go to the scrimmage, but I'll go to the fair either way. Well, I, th I think we're both going to the fair tomorrow, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be there. Because can stop by and see us. 12 to 4? That's, that's what I was told. <laughs> I need to see. I don't know what the schedule is. I know we had uh, Joe out there today. Um, I was there yesterday. We had Liz there uh, in the morning. Liz was from 12 to 4. I was there from 4 to 8. Um well, yeah, I mean, if you come see us at the Athens County Fair, I think we have some Cincinnati Reds bobblehead stuff to give away. I know we also have, I believe we're giving away two Cincinnati Reds tickets 
field-level tickets uh, each day at the fair. Uh, don't ask me now. Don't call me now. I don't know what the tickets are for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you can pop up at the Athens County Fair if, if you're interested in those tickets, and we'll give them away tomorrow. I believe the tickets for today were already given away. Um, but, that it, again, it should be a, a good time out there. We'll have a couple of giveaways. We'll talk. We'll interact. And uh, we've got some speakers. We'll play, uh, we'll play the music over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. And who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some sports with you as well, just as we're doing now. Uh, but we've got to take a quick break right here on the sports fan. On the other side, the Reds suffered a big loss to the Cleveland Indians. Uh, they did not. They, it's been a while since they've had the Ohio Cup. Uh, the Indians have kind of had that in their favor over the past couple of years. And uh, the, the Cup goes again up north to Cleveland. Uh, but we'll talk about the game from yesterday. We'll also talk about the success that the Cincinnati Reds have had over the past week or so, because it's not all bad. I mean, yesterday was just a bad game, uh, but they've been on a pretty good stretch. And, of course, we'll take your calls at 740-592-6646. 740-592-6646. This is the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. I'm Brad Keselowski, driver of the number two discount tire Ford Mustang. Have you ever been in a hurry to get somewhere? When ding, your tire pressure light comes on? Properly inflated tires are essential to the health of your car and can help keep you driving safely. Check your tire pressures every month, especially before long road trips, or stop by your neighborhood tire retailer for help. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of RJFS. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street, right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. 
Back inside for the sports fan, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH, online at 970WATH.com. There's a mic with Joe Medor up until 6.50 today as the Cincinnati Reds take on the Atlanta Braves. And we will join the Reds radio network right at 6.50 for the pregame show with Tommy Thrall, Dave Eddie Armbruster, and the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. The Cincinnati Reds fell to the Cleveland Indians yesterday, 9-3. It was not a good outing for the first time in a long time for Luis Castillo. Uh, Castillo only pitched three and a third, allowed eight runs, all of them earned, gave up three walks, struck out two, gave up two home runs. Uh, rest of the way for the Reds, pitching that was pretty good. Uh, Justin Wilson uh, gave up the one run, his first run given up for the Reds. Lucas Sims made his return off of the I.L., and uh, Sims pitched an inning, walked one, gave up a hit, but struck out two. Uh, not bad for returning to the mound for a while. And, uh, you know, starting pitching was the issue yesterday. But I will give credit to the Reds because they did the job against the Twins. Right? They split the series with the Twins, but that second game in the, in the two-game series started off what was a five-game winning streak. Right? They get the five-game winning streak. They're looking good. The uh, Milwaukee Brewers were playing the San Francisco Giants. I believe the Giants took two out of three in that series, Joey. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So, uh, you know, during that time, the Reds made up two games, right? Because Milwaukee had as high as an eight-game lead. It was down to five by the end of the weekend. So, Reds put themselves in a, in a good position over the past week or so to be back in the conversation for the NL Central. They are also three and a half back on the wild card. The Reds are in it. The Reds are in it, and uh, again, they, if they put together a stretch of baseball like they played last week, there's a chance. I will say on the flip side, and I'm probably going to preempt what Joey is, is about to say, but they played the Pittsburgh Pirates. They played the Minnesota Twins. Those are teams that the Reds should beat up on because those are teams that are having bad years this year. The Twins are not a good baseball club this year. The Pirates are not a good baseball club this year. Those were games that they should have won, and they did the job against them. Now they got to do a better job against some pretty good teams uh, coming up. I know they have the Phillies coming up. they got a, a series against the Braves now. But those teams are still playing for something, right? The NL East is horrible. The Mets have been horrible. Uh, they let the Phillies get back in. So now the Phillies, who they have a series coming up against soon, the Braves, who they have the series now, uh, they're, they're playing meaningful baseball, which means they're going to be inspired to play during this stretch of, of games. But so are the Reds. I mean, the Reds have to uh, keep their heads up high, ignore the game that they had yesterday, and continue playing good baseball for more than just the week that they did so. Yeah. Uh, you, you did touch on it with, um, you know, the, the level of competition. But, you know, they, they were it was a party at the bat rack this weekend for the Reds. And I, for one, collected off of it. Um, <laughs> I told you, you should have gotten that game. What was that, game two? Yeah, that, 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 was, that one was tough. It was even more. Well, I'll tell you what. The first game against the Pirates, I had them uh, minus one and a half. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously they jumped out 7 nothing. That was 7-4 at the fifth inning. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I saw the writing on the wall. But luckily the bullpen locked it down. And I texted you this after that game ended. There should not be another man pitching in the ninth inning for the Reds not named Michael Gibbons this year. 
He has come in, has still been solid in not allowing runs. He came in, he shut the door on Sunday in a more low-scoring 3-2 to two win. I mean, all the guys done it, it's come in and get outs. He had the one situation where he had to work his way out of a bases-loaded jam, but he was able to do it um, in that first Twins game. I mean, he's just been lights out since coming over to the Reds. It seems like to be the best addition out of all the trades that they ended up making at the deadline. I just think you've got to pick a guy and roll with him. They've been kind of trying to give guys auditions for the closer spot all season long. I think you found a guy who is going to consistently get outs for them this year. And uh, so I think they need to stick with Michael Givens in the closer spot. And here's the thing with the closer, because last year, Amir Garrett earned that closer's role, right? He had like a two-something ERA. He was pitching phenomenal in a short season last year. He earned that spot to start with it at the beginning of this season. But it was because of his poor pitching performance, outing after outing after outing, that they went searching for some kind of closer. Right, they tried Lucas Sims. Sims has been hot. He's been not. Uh, you know, they they've thrown Hembry into the spot, and Hembry did okay, not great. I mean, he had a five ERA in the ninth inning, uh, but he was, believe it or not, more consistent than other closers that they tried this year. Uh, and then they made the big trade at the deadline, and I say big trade relative because I don't. They didn't really make a big splash. They were addressing uh, their need, right? And their need was bullpen help. Uh, so they got Wilson, they got Sessa, uh, and then they got Givens. And I think Givens was their quote-unquote big trade. And I, I, you're absolutely right. They should not have anybody else closing that ninth inning except for Givens this year because he's had a proven track record of, you know, he was on the uh, the Rockies, right? Yep. Yeah. So Only a long-time Orioles player. Then uh, they sent him to, to Colorado, I believe, in 2019. So he was there for a couple of years, and now he's over in, in Cincinnati. But again, they should not have anybody else but Givens uh, pitching in that ninth inning. You're right. I mean, he, he's, he's had that season to where you know, he's earned that chance uh, to close. And even with the return of Lucas Sims, I don't care. <laughs> Put Givens in there because Sims, he's got a four ERA. He's shown you what he's, he's done this season. He's got to earn that spot back. I think Givens, as of right now, should be the guy that you pitch in that ninth inning and should be the, the anchor to that bullpen, which has been brutally awful yeah. all season long. And uh, sticking to the bullpen here, and before we, we jump on to another topic about, you know, a current situation on the team, but uh, Brad Brock has been put on the uh, the 10-day DL, right shoulder um, impingement is the listed injury. But also over the weekend, T.J. Antone started a rehab assignment down, uh, down in Louisville. So you're hoping you get him back because I know it's been a while since we've seen him but when he was been healthy this year, T.J. Antone was was one of the best bullpen arms in all of baseball. Yeah, had a two and zero record, one point eight seven ERA, and thirty three and two thirds innings pitch. And Connor, you know, he wasn't going out. Usually, if Antone was coming in, he wasn't going out there pitching one inning in, a, in an outing. He was going two, three times and just shutting teams down. So hopefully, he gets back sooner than later. You add that, and the bullpen it's still not great. But now you can start to lock guys in. Okay, we're going Givens in the ninth. We have Antone for the 8th or 7th, wherever you want to use him. We have Sessa to use in the 7th or 8th inning. You have guys that you can depend on to, uh, to you know, take over those late innings. Um, but another arising situation over the weekend is, boy, did Mike Moustakis look good in his return, huh? Yeah, I mean, Moustakis showed you what a consistent hitter looks like, right? I mean, he made his debut in that second game for the, uh, in the Pittsburgh Pirates series. Right. 
and he provided you a bat that you have been missing in that spot for a little while, right? I get it that Eugenio Suarez can swing a powerful bat. I understand that. I don't dispute his power numbers. I don't dispute his RBIs. But moving forward, the starting third baseman should not be Eugenio Suarez. If you want to win meaningful baseball games down the stretch, you start Mike Moustakis every single day you can. Give an off day here or there to Suarez. Let him figure it out off the bench. But Suarez cannot be in that starting lineup day in and day out. You see what they did. The first time that Moustakis got back, they put up 10 runs against the Pirates. Pirates are a bad team. I understand that. But Moustakis had three for four. When was the last time that Suarez had three hits in a game? When's the last time he had three hits in a week? I don't know. <laughs> a series. <laughs> like, but <laughs> Moustakis struck out once in that game, right? Had three and, doubles. Yeah, the yeah. thing is, and you haven't seen him the past couple of nights, when there's lefties in, you do not see Moustakis play very often. I think career against lefties, it's that's kind of been his, uh, his peril. But... You know, at this point, I'm I, I'm kind of on the boat of who cares. <laughs> I mean, let him put him in there at least once, see if he can figure it out against lefties. I know historically he hasn't been great against them. Um, he's obviously probably going to get used at third base against righty. It seems like they're going to switch to a more pl- pl- you, platoon type situation at uh, at third base, where when there's a righty, Mustakis is starting. When there's a lefty, it's going to be um, Suarez. But I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, the guy came in and. Um, he went 0 for 3 in the second game, but he drew a couple walks. He's getting on base. He's had some good at-bats, three doubles, a couple RBIs in his first game back. Um, it's just very – it's going to be very tough where if he continues to hit to continue to justify keeping Suarez in over him. Now, the numbers do say, and it's very limited, small sample size, but he's 2 for 17 against lefties this year. It's one and eight. It's 118. Um and, you know, that, that's kind of been a historical mark for, for Moustakas. So I don't know if you're ever going to see Suarez completely taken out of the lineup. But, um, you know, it, it seemed evident that, you know, you got to have Moustakas in this lineup. He came back and really made a bang. Um, he's going to, you know, not be any worse at third base. You know, they're, they're both not the greatest of fielders. But uh, there was a ball in the game. Would you watch the game on Sunday where Moustakas, like, dove in front of short and, like, knocked the ball <laughs> away and it led to a run scoring? Yeah, obviously, I, didn't end up mattering, but it was like, what, what are you doing? I was listening let's to short, Let's shortstop field the ball. Yeah, I was listening to it on the radio when I, I heard that happen. And maybe the defense isn't there, but here, here's why this is a, a kind of a good problem for the Reds to be facing at this point of the season. You now have more trust in your shortstop and Kyle Farmer, right? I mean, Suarez was a shortstop, moved over to third. Uh, you have more trust in Kyle Farmer, and he's been swinging a better bat. Obviously, I mean he's batting 264 this season. That's almost a hundred. That's 90 points better than where Suarez is, and he doesn't strike out as much. You've got, um, you know, Jonathan India at second base, and India is in contention for Rookie of the Year. I know you said that there's some kind of Miami pitcher uh, on the Marlins that that's doing pretty well. Um, you know, I kind of favor and now I grant I know they're pitching and hitting it's pretty tough to to compare but if you have a rookie who's in there hitting close to 280 290 that's playing every day that's playing every day I kind of look upon that a little bit more favorably than the pitcher who goes out there every five days I get it it's very tough to compare but I like the everyday player aspect over 
the pitcher. Yeah, I mean, they're still comes, not a month of baseball, too. Right. So, you know, some, one or the other could fall off. But, yeah, he's obviously going to be in talks. Right. And, and Moustakis was at second base prior to, you know, his injury. His injury opened up the door for Jonathan India to get the start and to kind of establish himself at the major league level. And India has run away with it. Right. He's now your everyday leadoff hitter. He's your everyday second baseman. And he deserves to be in the lineup now until he proves that he can't be in the lineup anymore. Right? But right now, he's hit his way into a starting role on your team. Yeah, and he's and, been kind of the guy since over that win streak last week. I mean, last seven games, he's batting 345 on pace 424. Right. He hit a couple home runs, lead off in that, in that Pirate series as well. And again, we, we want to keep stressing that it was the Pirates. They're a very bad baseball team, but the Reds did take advantage. Now... I mean, maybe we got. We do have to get to another break before uh, the show wraps up. So maybe we can get to this on the other side, talking about the week ahead. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting because they 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 have a you know six straight road games against two NL East teams that are kind of surging right now yep. in Atlanta and the Phillies. <laughs> to my dismay, uh, I, I I was not feeling good over the weekend. Not health wise. Health wise, I was fine, uh, but I was I was sick my stomach watching the Mets and the Phillies play. It was Sick. a hot eight in a row victories. Yeah. That 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 heat got to me a little bit. That uh oh my it's I don't know how and again we're I, we're not in the same boat, Joey. And I get it we gotta go to a break and we'll talk about it on the other side. But I don't know how you sit through Orioles games uh, when, when they're when they're playing bad baseball, because uh, I I, I a couple, can't. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of adult beverages can help out with that. If I was supposed <laughs> to uh, give you a prescription, I I, I got to start. Maybe I got to take some pills or something because that's. Oh, <laughs> I didn't man. that far. Right? Um, I'm I, I'm losing my mind. I live and die with every pitch, and that's not a healthy way to watch sports. And I get that, um, but that, that's just poor baseball being played in the NL East, and they go from first to third. Oh. Jeez, that's awful. Anyway, we'll be right back. It's Sportsman. JK Contracting, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. The start of the 2021 football season is almost here. Athens opens their season home against the Fire Electric on August 20th. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stompin' Cup, CNE Hardware and Outdoor, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, and Donato's. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. 
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Six forty-six on the clock. We're about four minutes away from the Cincinnati Reds as they take on the Atlanta Braves. We'll go real quick as the uh, Cincinnati Reds again hitting the airwaves in about four more minutes. They talk take on the Braves first pitch scheduled for seven twenty. They are away in Atlanta, and uh, again, pretty big series coming up for the Reds. This the is a this is a critical week for Cincinnati. Yes, last week was well and good. You win, you know, you sweep the Pirates. You win five out of six last week. Um, but you're, you're like we just mentioned, you got a team in the Braves that are seven and three over the last ten. That have risen up in the second place in uh, in the NL East. Kind of a new energy about them. Then followed by the Phillies, who have won eight in a row, are now in first place in the in the NL East. Another team on the rise. Um, this week, I think, is going to be big in determining the fate of this team. I really do. If you come out in these road series and have a winning week, and you know. Keep afloat in in both the division and and the wild card round. Not necessarily gain any ground, but still be able to at least hold where you are and continue the hot stretch of hitting and you know get a good start here and there like they did from Miley and and Miley the the two the two M's over the weekend um, and just keep that going. But if you come out and you, and like they've done so many times this year and just lay an egg this week, lose five or six, lose all the ground they gained in this past week. You know, it'll begin to the point where, you know, we're midway through August now, and, and still there's such a big mountain to climb. So they need to come out. They need to have a good week um, and just continue to play well against teams who, you know, I know the NL East have been the strongest right now, but right now the two teams they're going to be playing this upcoming week are both playoff contenders because they're both fighting to win their division. I mean, this is very well a team they could see in the postseason if, if the Reds do go on to make it. So they do need to, uh, to, to play well against these, these tougher opponents. Biggest key for the Cincinnati Reds will be trying to find a way to shut down Freddie Freeman, the NL MVP from last year. Freeman, after a slow start this season, has really heated up. He's batting 294, 24 home runs, 63 RBIs. They'll also have to watch out for the cleanup hitter, Austin Riley, the third baseman. Riley batting All-Star. 291. Uh, the All-Star. 23 home runs, 68 RBIs. Uh, Ozzy Albi is always a, a home run threat. He's got 72 RBIs, got some speed. And, of course, the trade deadline acquisition, or close to it, was Jock Peterson from the Dodgers. As uh, Jock Peterson is batting seventh. Hasn't really, or no, he was uh, Cubs. Peterson was on the Cubs. He was a former yep. Dodger. Yep, was um, on the Dodgers a long time. Yeah. But, That's yeah, it. I mean, your face is smiling tonight who, you know, I, he's more of a bullpen kind of guy. They don't usually ask him to go more than you know three, four, five innings. So maybe if they can rough him up early, give Sonny Gray a lead to work with. Um, but Sonny's got to get the ball in the ballpark tonight. Um, he he kind of had a rough fifth inning in his last time out against Pittsburgh. Uh, you can't let this this Braves team start hitting a bunch of home runs because you know the home runs come in bunches. Especially they got you know four guys, four or five guys now who are up around 20 home runs on the season. So that that's they're living and dying by the long ball right now. That they are, and we'll see what the Reds 
have to give tonight. It's the Cincinnati Reds against the Atlanta Braves coming up right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. That's it for the sports fan. We'll send it to the Reds. For Joe Medor, this is Connor Mills signing off. We'll talk with you tomorrow and see you at the fair tomorrow. Enjoy the baseball game.